Hello and welcome to another edition of the Scarlet Nation podcast. I'm Bobby Durham for ScarletNation.com of the 24-7 Sports Network. Thanks for joining us. We have another commitment podcast, our commitment cast that we unveil at the time of a commitment. Today, it's Todd Sanders of Bergen Catholic. Big recruit, big get for Rutgers. Uh, we're going to talk about what that means. And to, to help me with it, I brought on my man, Chris Sakonis. Chris, how are you today? Another commitment pod? That's a pretty good day for me, Bobby. So, um, yeah, yeah. You're not good. kidding. We've been, do- we've been doing quite a few of these. I thought it was going to slow down a little in July, but that's not the case. No, so, it's that time of the year. Uh, Chris, Kaj Sanders comes in, you know, chooses Rutgers, had a lot of options. You know, UNC was one of his other finalists, but um, was a kid who was taking multiple official visits, uh, really comes in and, and you know, helps solidify that defensive backfield. There's really a lot of safeties, linebacker types in this class. I, I can think it's safe to say they might be done at the safety position now with, with all these commitments, but... um. It's another one that, that really helps, uh, you know, boost Rutgers profile in a lot of different ways in terms of recruiting and a uh, pretty big get here for Rutgers, Chris. Yeah, from a talent perspective, it's definitely a big get for Rutgers and really helps fill out or, or partially fills out uh, the class of 2024. Um, and, and yeah, like you said, Bob, it's a pretty big get. It really solidifies that safety position, that secondary part of the field, which, you know, with the current group of guys that Rutgers has that's already a strength for them so they're really building on that uh, defensive back spot um, and that's going to be a strength for Rutgers I think for the foreseeable future so this commitment just goes uh, a longer way towards cementing that towards solidifying that and you know you look at this year and you know you're pretty set at the at the top three you know Shaquan Loyal figures to play that star position and then you have Flip Dixon coming in from Minnesota and uh you know had a really good spring he expects to you know I expect him to be a starter also Desmond Igbenusen in his second year as a starter coming back I think it could be a breakout season for him they're starting to build the depth behind them you know you have Thomas Amonqua back there and you know kind of a lot of promise there but you know still waiting for that development to kind of come to fruition only second year but I, I could see him making strides and then beyond that you have some younger players but you know you really need to stockpile for the future but the good news is none of those safeties that I mentioned that are going to be in the starting role are leaving after this year so you wouldn't have to have a guy like Todd Sanders come in and play right away because there's so much to think about at the safety position um, a lot that goes on aside from the physical component of the game so it's not a position you could usually step right in um, and play right away. So, you know, you go back to the guys like Courtney Green that did it a long, long time ago, but it, it's not commonplace for, for those guys to come in and, and automatically be standout, Chris. And, and uh, you know, like you said, building for the future. Yeah, and that's certainly a good thing to have when you have a player of Sanders's uh, capability of his talent and you're in a position where you don't have to start and play him a lot right away. You can sort of let him grow on his own schedule. It adds depth in the near term. And then, you know, I I would argue that when you put a player in that situation, they usually end up developing to being a better football player down the line than when, you know, in other cases, you might have to play them just because he's the best guy you got. Uh, So Rutgers definitely in a good position there. Um, The one thing that I think is significant about this is that Sanders is a Bergen Catholic player. He's a Bergen Catholic commit. Uh, how significant is it that Rutgers was able to get a recruit from Bergen Catholic in this class? 
Very much, and it seems like forever that Rutgers recruits Bergen Catholic and strikes out on them. Um, the last player to commit from there to Rutgers was um, Brian Felter, who wasn't a big-time recruit, so it wasn't like he had a lot of offers. And, you know, Chris, covering this for more than, you know, close to two decades now, like Rutgers would offer Bergen Catholic guys every year, and every year Bergen Catholic guys would go somewhere else. Um, Johnny Langan's a Bergen Catholic guy, but he didn't commit to Rutgers out of high school. You know, he transferred in. But it's really significant because if, if you, know, you know, anybody knows anything about Jersey football, Bergen Catholic is a perennial power. It's a big name. And you always see a lot of their uh, kids going to, you know, the Boston colleges, the Dukes, the Northwesterns of the world. Um, but it always seemed to pass Rutgers over. And yet they continue to recruit. And you hear fans saying, look, uh, why are you recruiting the school? Why do they keep recruiting the school? Why why can't they, you know, either, either if they're no, we're not going to send kids here, let's move on. Well, the staff did not do that. And, and, you know, it, it kind of, you know, does it build a pipeline there? I mean, some of the Bergen Catholic kids are going to go where they want to go anyway, but I, I think it is a significant one because you get a big time commitment out of there, which hasn't happened a lot. And, and if you look at the percentages, I don't have all the offerees from Bergen Catholic in front of me over the past decade, but the number of commitments to offerees is minuscule. So to get one uh, of this magnitude is really, really big. It's a double win for Rutgers. Now, will it continue to to lead kids there in the future? I don't know. But, you know, Kyle Sanders does well at Rutgers. Rutgers does well. You know, it can't hurt when you're recruiting Bergen Catholic for the future because it seems like they just always have prospects, Chris. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, you know, even if you're getting a lot of out-of-state kids, and this class, at least as it's currently constructed, is predominantly out-of-state kids, and I think um, Greg Shano and the staff has done a good job of, you know, expanding that footprint. At the end of the day, like you said, Bobby, Bergen Catholic is a talent hotbed right in your backyard if you're Rutgers, so um, you, you kind of can't afford to not pursue it, not get as much out of it as you can, even if you know, the recent history has not been promising for Rutgers. It's not something you can really you know, say, all right, we're, we're going to move on from this. You have to keep working it if you're the staff. And that's what they did. And this time it pays off with a commitment. Um, that's a good segue to the next thing, which is, you know, just the length of time that Rutgers has been going after Kaj Sanders. Could you sort of shed some light on what that process has been like from start to finish? You know, Kaj has really, they've really stayed the long course with him and really, really done a good job of staying on him at a time when it looked like there was, you know, class was going to fill up. They're getting safety commitments. They're really started to to just stay on him and, and really continue to, to push. And he became a priority. He wasn't a guy that they said, hey, look, we don't have room for you. Hey, we're, we're going to pressure you with other commitments. We're going to, you know, you know, try to do the things we do to squeeze guys. Kaj Sanders was a guy that they identified early, stayed on him. And Kaj told me, you know, there, there's a feeling of family when he goes there and a closeness. And there's also, I mean, they say that with a lot of recruits, but he really was sold on that early. And they really made it a point to really emphasize that relationship factor and really make him feel like he was wanted there and stayed the course. You know, when Kaj said, I'm going to visit all these schools. Rutgers stayed right in there and said, you know, all right, go visit the schools. We're going to do what we do. And, you know, we're going to get in that heavyweight fight and, and keep punching. And they did that by just continuing to make him feel like 
uh, a priority and credit to the staff really you know they went in there and, and it was a team effort you know even Marquis Watson was in there doing doing some stuff with him and um you know he's a name we keep hearing about in recruiting but they definitely definitely did a good job with him and it, it was really a long-term thing it was a marathon and not a sprint yeah, marathon, not a sprint. I think that's a good way to describe it. And just on a side point, um, every time I hear a recruit say family, I feel like that's one of the big themes that I've heard just from talking to different recruits as this class has come together over the last couple of months. So I think it's striking that uh, you mentioned that again there. Um, we're sitting at 21 recruits right now. The class is really starting to fill out now, Bobby. Where does Rutgers go from here? You know, Chris, from here, I think it really is selective with it, with the staff, where they want to go, who they want to get and and how they want to finish it. And also keep in mind that you want to save some scholarships for the transfer portal in the fall. So you don't necessarily want to load up on all these 2024 guys or 2024 guys. Yes. And not have anything open if you need a guy, you know, because at the end of the season, some of these guys are going to turn pro. You're going to have to retain some of these guys as well. So who stays, who goes in that regard is going to determine how many kids can fit in this class. And it's it's basically going to come down to where is the priority at the end of the season. So I think you'll see a slowdown now in the 2024 commits. Now, Greg always finds a way to squeeze a guy or two in. And so they're going to hone in on some guys here heading into the fall. But it's definitely not going to be as busy as it was in the month of June, Chris. All right. looks like uh, this class is really starting to fill out. And if you're Rutgers, you're getting a much better picture now of, you know, what the roster will look like with this group, uh, even as it continues to fill out what it's going to look like going in. So I think that's going to be pretty big for Rutgers uh, moving forward and some really intriguing prospects in this class, Bobby. Good point, Chris. And uh, Kyle Sanders adds another one to the fold. And, you know, uh, we want to thank you for listening and thank you for jumping on our, our media commitment podcast. And uh, you can talk to myself or Chris anytime on the roundtable VIP message board on ScarletNation.com or the 24-7 Sports Network. We're there 24-7 uh, talking Rutgers, talking Rutgers football, Rutgers basketball, Rutgers recruiting. We'll have everything you need. So thanks for joining us. For Chris Sakonis, I'm Bobby Derrick. We'll talk to you again.